Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Praise God. It's great to be back with you folks as we continue with these songs in the night of these psalms. We're in Psalm number 93, a short psalm, and Lord willing, we should get through that today. And we just finished up Psalm 92. Psalm 92 was filled with advice on how could we could be fruitful. And uh, yesterday morning, we were talking about being fruitful, even in old age, trusting things. We told you the story about the parrot. You got to watch those parrots in people's stores. You know, I don't see parrots anymore, Stephanie. When was the last time you saw a parrot? Oh, wow. At a zoo sometime. And I'm not even sure when that would have been. Well, I want you to know that for Joe's birthday, I'm having a parrot delivered to your house. And so Joe can teach him how to talk to all you guys. That is not funny. Why? (laughs) You're a punk. (laughs) You're a punk. (laughs) You're a punk. Oh, God, we'll leave that one alone. <laughs> you know. Anyway, here we are. We're in Psalm number now, nine. Now, seeing a parrot say that to Joe would be funny. But well, he wouldn't I say it to Joe. Joe would, Joe would train it. Yeah. Oh, he would. It'd be mortifying. Yeah. It'd be so mortifying. <laughs> Joe would say things. The parrot would be saying things like, Joseph is the best. Yeah. You're exactly. Joseph is beautiful. Joseph is the best kid ever. Who's the fairest of them all? Joe is. Exactly. Anyway, we we, we have this segment. You might be a knucklehead if, or you might be right with God if, and I think it's Stephanie's turn. So do you want to do one of those? You might be a knucklehead if. Uh, I will. I'm just going to just let everybody know if anyone sends a parrot to my house, in, in real reality, you're a knucklehead. There you go. Wow. What a way so to grab I know grab Doug a won't send it. He, he'll joke about it, but he won't do it. So nobody yeah. else better either. You never know what I'm going to do. I still have not bought Joe his gift, which is unseemingly. <laughs> it's, uh, usually I'm way ahead. I'm looking at things like, do I get him a video camera? Do I get him clothes? I am... All over the place on Joe's gift. This is his 13th birthday. I mean, these are, these are gifts that matter. So I've already bought the kid like two guitars because he was the wrong hand. <laughs> He's uh, a lefty. I bought him clothes. I, I don't know what to get Joe. He, he's a good kid. All right. So we're in Psalm number 93. And um, Psalm 93 continues on, I think, with the sovereignty of God, that God reigns uh, supremely. God is in charge. We see some things going on here. And, uh, again, we're emphasizing God with this psalm, his righteous rule, the things that he does. We think this was written by a Levite who returned to Judah. We think at this point of this particular psalm being written, they move around a little bit, we think that there's only a remnant now of the Israelis in uh, Judah. We remember that the kingdoms went crazy. They lost some battles and things of that nature going on. So keep that on mind as we read this and as we talk about, because some of us are going through stuff. Stephanie, you yeah. know, 
I think everybody in the world is going through stuff, you know, and a lot of the people listen to our podcast are dealing with PTSD, the effects of PTSD, people they love have PTSD, people they work with uh, or want to work with have PTSD. It's an understanding thing. People want to know what in the world's going on, how we can make a difference. There's spouses who have PTSD. There's different things like that. And sometimes our whole inner sides want to shout out to people with PTSD or to ourselves, just stop it. Just be normal. But we need God's help to do that. And we need that sovereign one we're going to be talking about in Psalm 93. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, I mean, don't you feel like a freak sometimes, Stephanie? Oh, a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I, I will tell you, I think everybody who's ever went through some junk and deals with things in their mind has been through that. I don't, I don't think this is an uncommon thing that Stephanie's going through. To the contrary, I think it's very common. I think people go through stuff. But, Stephanie, would you go ahead and read Psalm 93 for us? Just five verses today. Sure. Yeah, this is a nice short psalm. The Lord reigneth. He is clothed with majesty. The Lord is clothed with strength, wherewith he hath girded himself. The world also is established that it cannot be moved. Thy throne is established of old. Thou art from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. The Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters, yea, than the mighty waves of the sea. Thy testimonies are very sure. Holiness becometh thine house, O Lord, forever. Wow, O Lord. Ever holiness and as as Stephanie was reading Psalm ninety three, a couple things came to my mind right away. Again, talking about the sovereignty of God, and we've said this a hundred times. But for some reason, in this part of Psalms, which I think is the third book of Psalms for the in Hebrew, but I I think in this part there's a lot covering God's sovereignty because you know these people are going through something. They're losing the country. There there's just a remnant of them hanging out in Judah. And so right away, this guy's up there, and this is what God has uh, inspired him to say, and I love that this is an inspired word of God. It says, the Lord reigneth. He is clothed with majesty. The Lord is clothed with strength, wherewith he hath girded himself, the world also established that it cannot be moved. So he said, it doesn't matter what shape we're in. And I like that. I like when people do this, Stephanie. I like it when we remember our situation doesn't matter. It's not changing God. No mm. matter what we're going through, it's not going to change God. You know, uh, on that fateful day on October 30th in, in, in 2018, and you're escaping a country, your husband's murdered, you're trying to figure things out, you're trying to get a good night's sleep, you're trying to do all kinds of different things. But in the background, in the midst of all that craziness, or October 15th, 1993 for me, God wasn't changing. Everything with God stayed the same. The world still moved. The world still stayed exactly where it was. How important is that for us during these times? Well, it's a part of that stable rock we can stand on. Um, I think to understand that God is God. Yeah. No matter the ebbs, the flows, he's still God. And I think that's a very important thing to be able to cling to when the world is turned upside down in your personal life. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that, you know, perhaps the greatest thing anybody can do when they go through the most terrible, horrific, uh, whatever the stressor is, whatever the trauma is, 
whatever in craziness is going on, perhaps the best thing that anybody can ever do is stop and say, you know, God hasn't moved a bit and this hasn't surprised God. And it's hard to do yeah. when you're going through that junk, Stephanie. It's hard to try to make some understanding. It's, it's hard to sit around and say, you know, right now I'm thinking this. At that time you're going, ah, you know, yeah. your, your brain's exploding. In your case, you're trying to show some type of calmness, some try, type of thing so that your kids can, you know, learn from that, can glean from that, some type of semblance to know things are going to be all right, to know things are going to be great. But at the same time, your head's exploding. So I guess we're saying, what are you saying, Doug? You're seeing in two different places here. I'm saying somehow in the middle of a stressor, in the middle of the trauma, or going back and look at that trauma, remember that it didn't surprise God. Mm -hmm. Remember, it's not a new normal, by the way. I, You know, I hate when people say, well, this is your new normal, Doug. I mean, don't you hate that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm supposed to just be great with the new normal. Yeah, yeah. And people, like someone yelled at Stephanie and said, just get over it. You know, well, why don't you just get over life? Why don't you, you know, go jump off a bridge or something? I'm sick of people who say <laughs> stupid stuff like that. I mean, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but anyway, it's just saying knowing that God is sovereign. And, uh, you know, if, if you say something stupid like that to somebody, you really deserve to have a cup of coffee or something thrown in your face. I don't know. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. You deserve something bad. You, you deserve no good juju there. That's all I'm getting at. But then look at, yeah, don't be that person. You might be a knucklehead if you say something stupid like that. All right. And I'm trying to get away from I'm trying to be kind and be a nice person. But then, then I think of these things that people say to us, and they're the stupidest things I ever heard. I remember my buddy Willie just got done. I still had blood on my face. They were scrubbing it off with alcohol. And one of my buddies come up to me from the Sergeant Majors Academy and said, he's dead, get over it, move on. Yeah. The guy's scrubbing blood off my face. I just wanted to drill him. You know, but anyway, yeah. I, don't have, I don't have much to do with this podcast. Anyway, look at the second verse. It says, <laughs> Thy throne is established of old. Thou art from everlasting. And isn't this a reminder that God's always been, always will be. He was before the time. Nothing banged together. There's no big bang theory going on. There's no weirdness going on. I mean, when you read that verse, isn't that straightforward? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no, there's no misinterpretation unless you make it make it be misinterpreted and folks don't try to mess with creation don't try to make evolution fit into that don't try to make science fit into god uh or god fit into science uh, science fits into god god gives science and so and, and i'm not saying anything bad about science or good about science i'm not going down any weird road here i'm just saying don't do it don't try to change mm -hmm creationism and add evolution to it and do this if you need another book besides the bible to explain your god you might not be reading your bible enough it's all mm. it's all i mean don't you feel that way when people yeah. pull out another book and say well this guy says that guy's an idiot all you <laughs> need is the bible to define your faith and so then it goes on stephanie it gets weird here and it says uh, the floods have lifted up, oh, their voice, and the floods lifted up their waves. And what are we talking about? You know, when we see the ocean, you can't tame the ocean. 
you know, I don't know about you, but sometimes we, we, I grew up in just not too far. I mean, 20 minutes or so from the ocean, from the Atlantic Ocean. And uh, Long Island Sound was probably 20. The ocean was probably 30, about 25 minutes. I grew up on a lake, you know, right around the corner from where I lived. And all those things are like seven lakes in my hometown. Of Ballantown. Boy, you're making some noise over there, right? It can't be your I stuff. breathed. But you were like, I breathed. I swear that's all I did. It was like, that is the the phone system between here and there. Well, we need to do something. It sounded kind of ominous to us. I'm just going to be up front with you. If you want us to believe you were breathing, we'll believe it. All right. Anyway, (laughs) going back to God's word here, talking about water and... uh, got derailed by somebody. Uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but when we think about what I can remember, set, I can't tell you how many times we went down and sat by the ocean and looked at things and did things. And when Debbie and I first got married, I was on recruiting duty back home, going down to the ocean and going clamming and fishing and, you know, on the beach and boogieing around. We had a canoe and we had a rubber boat and all those different things. But boy, when the water got angry, when the waves were flying all over the place, there was nothing you could do about it. Only God, only God can deal with the water. And sometimes in mm-hmm. life, Stephanie, have you been there? Have you been in that place where the waves are beating around you? Yeah, I remember um, the night before I had my MRI and PET scan and all of those things back in April of 2019. Laying there at four, whatever it was in the morning, it was hours before I had to get up and wide awake staring out looking at the moon and um one of the one of the it was just God and I having an argument over whether or not I was going to surrender to his will and trust him but one of the stories that the Lord brought through my mind was the story of that horrible storm on the Sea of Galilee and the disciples were in the boat all by themselves, and Jesus came walking on the water. And um, we just read this story last night in devotions, and and um, I was thinking about this just last night of how the Lord brought this to mind um, and how the Lord just pretty much, I felt like the Lord just said to me, are you willing to get out of the boat <coughs> and walk to me on the waves? And I think there's a, that, that surrender has to happen Um that's a it's a place of stepping out by faith, even in the midst of waves that are crashing, even in the midst of wind that's howling, and getting out saying, Lord, I'm coming to you because I have no help. Yeah. No hope in this boat. This boat is sinking anyway. Um, so yes, I'm gonna get out of the boat. That's that's not a sure foundation that's sinking beneath these waves, and I'm gonna come to you and trust you. And I think that's a powerful the Lord didn't just give us those stories as stories. He gave them to us to change our lives. How does that song go? All other things are sinking sand. Mm-hmm. Um, my hope my hope is built on nothing less. Than Jesus' yeah. love and righteousness. Is that how it goes? Than Jesus' blood and righteousness. See, yeah. folks, I'm okay. So admittedly, as Liberty and, and uh, uh, Stephanie has pointed out, I'm not musically <gasps> gifted. But oh. anyway... I just want him, but I, I I hold no bitterness for them. So, but anyway, here we go as we as we move along. 
And I, I want I just want to say openly that I miss Liberty. And uh, the Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters. Yea, mightier than the waves of the sea. So God is is mightier than all that. And, you know, I often think of Peter. You know, Peter gets a bad rap about walking on the water and not trusting mm-hmm. the Lord and looking down. Mm-hmm. How many people on this earth have walked on water? And I'm not talking yep. about ice. There's always one knuckle. Like, I walked on Lake Michigan at seven inches ice. You're like, shut up. That's just like saying, <laughs> just get over it, get better. That's a, it's the same kind of knuckleheadness. You know, there's a root of there's a root of knucklehead going through people who say stuff like that. But uh, I think people are hard on old Peter there. I think people are rough on him. And this is what I think. This is what I think for sure. All right, Peter walked on water. What have we done in our life that we can look back at and say this was on God's strength alone mm-hmm. that this happened? That's where we're at. That's what we need in our life, Stephanie. We need to have that kind of faith. And I'm not saying God's going to let us go out to Winona Lake and walk on it. I'm just saying there should be things in our life that you look at and say, Doug can't do that. Doug couldn't yeah. do that. Doug can't make that happen. That's not going to happen. There are things in our life that we got to say, whoa, cool. Yeah. 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 It's all of God. Yeah. And then that last verse, Stephanie, that last verse says so much. Thy testimonies are very sure. Holiness becometh thine house. O Lord, forever. You know, there's no poor testimony that God has. He represents nothing uh, evil, nefarious. He represents nothing bad. And to remember that, to close this psalm and say, God, there's no bad about you. There's nothing going on. You alone are great. You alone are the God we can trust. You alone are worthy. I hate these people who exalt themselves, you know, and we're talking, we know people who are insecure, insecure breeds, uh, control freakness, and they're the worst people in life you can work for. Trust me, I worked for that guy for years here. Not in the Army. Army people were cool. I'm talking about a guy, a pastor. But this is what I'm thinking of, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Army people know how to be leaders. They're not insecure. They're not control freaks. But this is what I'm thinking about, Stephanie. God's testimony. It's flawless. Yeah. Mm. What should that make our testimony like? Well, if the mind of Christ, our Savior, is being lived out through us, um, people are going to see Jesus Christ reflected in us. Yeah. They should see Jesus Christ reflected in us. Our testimony in the sanctification process be getting more and more like God. Somewhere along the way, our testimony should be one of coolness. Our testimony, even more important, should be one of kindness. Even more important, our testimony should be one of saved by God. Grace Mm -hmm. stamped on our forehead, stamped about us. That's the way it should be. And and folks, if you don't have that testimony and, and you don't... This insecurity thing we were talking about, that knuckle that I worked for, that shouldn't be a picture of a Christian life. Yeah. We should be secure in what God has done for us. And we, we should be passing that on and helping other people and making a difference in other people and doing those things. That, sh- that should be who we are. And uh, anyway, in a minute or less, Stephanie, wrap this psalm up for us. Psalm 93, security, sovereignty, who God is in our life. Well, I think um, where the kids and I are working on a song right now entitled Behold Our God. And this song made me think a lot about that song because 
the concept of that song is beholding God, who he is seated on his throne. And it makes me think of Revelation, verse 4, made me think of Revelation when when, um, John describes the voice of God. And he describes this almost these exact same words. It was the voice like as many waters. And I think of Niagara Falls and I think of the power and the majesty um, that's represented by those falls. And I mean, there's other, there's other waterfalls like Victoria Falls. There's other falls that would show that same kind of majesty and power. But to remember that's the God that we get to call on, that that's the God we serve. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the same God who came and came to Adam and Eve in the cool of the day to walk and talk with them. And he comes to us. Um, he yeah. lives in us yeah. and wants to walk and talk with us every moment of every day. And it's just a beautiful, comforting and thing to meditate on. And he walks with me and he talks with me. Mm. He tells me I am his own. Listen, folks, God is your own. Put your faith in God. Trust in his sovereignty. Step out and know that God's got the knuckleheads under control and that your reign, your fruit, is eternal. And uh, mm-hmm. because of God is eternal. Nothing in your strength. It's all about God. Represent God with your testimony. Represent God with everything in your life. We love you, folks. If you need anything, make sure you get a hold of us. You know how to do that on help for wounded spirits. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, You must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry visit us at woundedspirits.com.